a radio show that confesses Christ without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes Scripture seriously without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. I, I like how he ran in the room thinking that you accidentally articulated baptism incorrectly. Like, wait a minute, you're mistaken. He said, to me, he said, you sound like a heretic. Right, yeah. It wasn't like, boy, they must be playing a game where they're articulating someone else's belief. It was, I think Pastor Wolfmiller is off his rocker. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a little bit disturbed that you think that I would actually teach that about baptism. <laughs> and it's so, 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 so deserved to be crunched. I mean, mega crunched. <laughs> So, uh, if you guys would put mega the mega crunch. crunch on the song, that would be awesome. <laughs> keep uh, preaching the word, pastors, keep it mediocre, mediocre and hilarious. Like those pests you just can't get rid of, this is Table Talk Radio. This standard that we've set of extreme mediocrity is really becoming a burden. <laughs> it really is. We, we should knock it down a notch or two. Um, I know, just like you know, it's subpar. Kind of, it's kind of like when someone's one of the best subpar radio shows you'll ever listen to once. This is <laughs> Table Talk Radio, where fifty percent of the hosts need to turn down their microphone. Um, all right, so uh, me, I, I do. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> I didn't even know I was hot, coming in hot over I w- there. I was trying to be subtle about it, but. Uh, I was thinking it's kind of like, you know, when someone's talking about, like, ants or bed bugs, and you start kind of getting that feeling like you need to check yourself or, like, every little yeah. every little hair yeah. on the back of your neck that moves is maybe you start slapping on it. That's kind of what Table Talk Radio is. You hear the music, and it's like... <laughs> <laughs> when you can't stop scratching, <laughs> you're listening to Table Talk Radio. That reminds uh, me of the time that um, we were shopping in the Walmart when I was in high school. We'd always do this to my buddy Bill. We'd be shopping, checking out, and there'd be the cute girl, and we'd say, So, Bill, how's that rash? <laughs> yeah. Table Talk Radio, how's the rash? <laughs> we should make that into a T-shirt. Shh. Shh. I'm, I'm not telling anyone I listen. You know, that's like uh, confidentiality breaking. Uh, you know, Telling someone that you're a Table Talk Radio listener is like breaking confidentiality. I was in Minnesota this week, you know, yesterday and all. And uh, a couple of people came up to me like covert when, and they're looking around to make sure no one's listening. They're like, I listen to Table Talk Radio. <laughs> Don't tell anybody. <laughs> could, could this could this go on in the confessional seal? I don't want anyone That's to know. Right. Anyway. What are we doing today? We're, I hope you have a buzzword because I haven't thought of one yet. Oh, I got a buzzword, but we're going to be going through our emails today. So if you have comments or questions, you better email in quickly. Two questions at tabletalkradio.org. Yeah, hot off the press. We're taking emails during the show. I think today's emails are as from if about... it's a live show. As if people are listening uh, right now as we pre-record the show. Hey, if you're listening, email you know, now. The jokes aren't as funny when you explain them. Because we're recording this two weeks ago. Jokes aren't it's as like, funny. It's like 2016 when we're recording this episode. <laughs> That's why it seems like it's so far behind. In epi- we record them right after we get the email. We just take two years to post it. That's up. right. That's what it is. All right. Well, Are we're going to be married yet. Take- <laughs> yeah, you want to be the DJ at my wedding? <laughs> this is a time warp. I can't believe that happened. Did you really DJ at, the, at my wedding? <laughs> 
<laughs> There's pictures. Real? I got out the selfie stick you gave me the other day, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I remember when, when that. Good when times. You, when you got that, you said, the only problem is that it makes my head too small. <laughs> yeah, that's right. There's too much of the background. It's better to just use your arm. <laughs> selfie stick. It's like, I don't want the wide angle. How can I fill the whole frame with my face if I got a selfie stick? So was that like the launch into a new career in side business for you? Are you going around uh, Pastor WDJ? That could be a thing. I think that's a girl I, business with, opportunity. You perform at the wedding. You're the officiant at the ceremony, and then you step over to the DJ table. That's right. That's Two a, for one. I think so. All right. Well, it, it, I've not done it before, but I have been critical of every wedding DJ that I've gone to <laughs> since then. Uh, well, I think this I, think I found the it. software for you to use, and I gave you all the music, and I, I think I did all just like this show. I did all the legwork for you being a DJ. I think, didn't I? Uh yeah, I'm sure. I, I don't remember. That's uh, how I roll, man. People are people say this all the time. Hey, Pastor Wolfmuller, how do you do so much stuff? I'm like. What stuff? The, the secret is walk that around I don't and do people this clean stuff. up after me. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know. Oh, by the way, I have an idea for you. Uh, you oh, know how yeah. you like doing the the videos on the YouTube? Yeah. And you do these like while you're in the elevator or when you're walking around. You know, you should get one of those drones that you put something on your person and it follows you around. That's yes. what you need, and that way you can yes. just be talking constantly and the the cameras on right. You. I could just I could be my like my own version of the Truman Show. Yes, yes. I could just live twenty four hour live stream with a drone. You would you would be of my life. You would be bedside in the hospital, and there's this little buzz out the window. <laughs> <laughs> just ignore that. <laughs> the only time people would tune out is when we're recording Table Talk Radio. They're like, "That's about Phew. right." Well, that's of twenty of the twenty four <laughs> hours of boring life, this is the boringest. <laughs> <laughs> I got a buzzword finally. All right, I stalled long enough. Go On ahead. the councils and the church. Hey, this this buzzword is the title of Luther's book, which just happens to just have been republished uh, by yours truly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you're surprised that this is turning into. Have you read this on the councils and the churches? I think Luther wrote it in 1539, so it's kind of late Luther. It goes together with small called. It was all about they were trying to get a, a general council, and the Pope kept saying, oh, yeah, we'll have a council, but the Lutherans can only come as the heretics, and they can't have a seat, and et cetera, et cetera. And, and they said, and by the way, we're not going to change doctrine, so why do you even want to have a council? So they had a council. They canceled it. They had another one. They had to cancel it because Charles V was feuding with the King of France and all this. They ended up not having a council until Trent. You're waiting and the for Luther weren't even invited. All right. So Luther wrote this on the Council on the Churches. It has three parts to it. One is, part one, is talks about how the church cannot be reformed according to councils and churches. It has to be reformed according to the scripture. Then part two is then the function of the councils, and that's to protect the truth by the authority of the scriptures. And then part three, which is the most interesting, is this where he talks about what the church is, and that's where he puts forth the seven marks of the church. It's really quite interesting. Do you remember? So one, uh, let's see, you want to try to guess? Here's a new game. Okay. We'll play Table Talk Radio Jeopardy, and we'll call it, the cat. your category is the seven marks of the church according to... Martin Luther. 
Okay. Ooh, this is a good game. So we'll just I'll, I'll, I'll we'll do that in the next. Se- that's actually going to be that's going to work out really well. Inventing games on the fly. This is tabletop. I just radio. invented it. it. <laughs> so anyway, Castle. If people want to download it for free, it's on the wolfmuller.co. You can download the thing, or you could buy it for like six bucks or something on Lulu. It's a longer one. It's six two two hundred and two hundred and sixty six pages. So. But it's a great read, and my suggestion is to skip to part three and start there. That's the real, that's the money. Starts on page 211. Wait, so what was your buzzword in all this? On the councils and the church. That's your buzzword? Yeah. It's a brilliant buzzword. I never thought of making the Luther's works that I publish into buzzwords before, but (laughs) I just invented that too. All right, my buzzword for you has dual meanings. (laughs) Uh, it is oh. apology. Not only is apology a thing that Pastor Wolfmiller does to carry on a daily basis. I'm sorry, yeah. honey, that I, I did apologize that. for apologizing so much. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry, about I have that. to say it. I'm sorry so much. <laughs> so you have to listen. To sorry this. about just apologizing about <laughs> apologizing. But it is also a word that means defense. You know, I do. I don't know. You know, oftentimes this is how it was. It. Hey, I listen to Table Talk Radio. You know, this is it. I'm sorry. So when 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 Pastor Wolfmuller is arguing with Carrie why he was right, he's defending his stance, and then I call I'm like, What are you doing? Oh nothing, just apologizing to Carrie. <laughs> That's right, defending. I'm sorry I'm right so much. <laughs> but this I'm is sorry why. you're so wrong and you can't see it. <laughs> those those are some of the most helpful conversations. That's that's an apologetic <laughs> apology. Uh... I'm sorry you were offended by me. That's my favorite apology. I'm sorry you were upset. What? I'm not sorry I'm upset. You're the one that sinned against me. I'm sorry you think that. What? That's quite the apologetic. Anyway, so we have the apology of the Augsburg Confession, which is, of course, not... It's like the vulnerability of mooning someone. (laughs) We should probably get this in before the the segment comes up. You're going to have some apologizing to do during the next segment. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, so, so, so we have the apology of the Augsburg Confession it was a defense of the Augsburg Confession after there came the uh, Roman Catholic computation. We also use this phrase with um, apologetics, uh, which is the idea that we're making a defense for the Christian faith, um, and so we are able to actually have a a reason to believe what we believe. So this is the thing about Christianity; it's not a belief sort of in the abstract that, you know, I, I felt something in my heart and so I know it to be true, but it's actually based upon realities. This is external. Um, so that uh, St. Paul says that all of Christianity would be done undone if Christ did not raise from the dead. And so it, it bases it upon an external fact, not an internal fact. And so it is something that can be defended. Uh, it is defensible. So apologetics or apology is the buzzword. Yeah, got it. All right, so... Um, I'm sorry you chose that for your buzzword. <laughs> I'm sorry that I sold a book during my buzzword. I'm sorry that we squandered the entire first segment talking about apologies of apologetics and um, that Pastor Wolfman can't actually come up with a word for a buzzword, actually just titles of books as buzzwords. I'm sorry so. that our listeners have stuck in this far. <laughs> they haven't. Don't worry. That is one thing you don't need to be sorry for. 
All right, let's take a break, and then we're going to play the game that Pastor Wolfmiller just made up on the spot. I'm sure that'll be great radio. I just invented it. it, it, it. And then we'll look at some of your emails that was sent to questions at Table Talk Radio in the, ne- in the last 10 minutes. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. (laughs) Earplugs not included. You're on Table Talk Radio. I save all the good stuff for grappling with the text, a little video Bible study that you could find at worldvieweverlasting.com. All right, welcome back to Table Talk Radio, where we get to see what Ooh, this is gonna be games good. Pastor Wolfmiller makes up on the fly. All right, go ahead. Oh, yeah. you have Your category is the seven marks of the church according to Luther's work on the councils in the church. And you actually have seven choices. <laughs> this is not- 100, 200, 300, 400, 500, 600, 700. You know, you know how normal Jeopardy you have? Five choices on a category. Mm-hmm. This is like this is mega. This is huge. Is there a daily double in there somewhere? Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> do you know where that is right before we start? Hard. No, 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 no. <laughs> All right, I got to put it in to to increase the drama. I'll take... I couldn't put it in first. Like, what if you said four hundred and they'd be like, "Wow, daily double! <laughs> you don't even have anything to wager." <laughs> All right, I'll take on the councils and the church for seven hundred. Oh. Do you ever watch Jeopardy? That's how they do it. I know that we always start easy and go hard, but they always go for the seven, the bottom first because they want you know. they want to get after it. Right. That's what I'm huh. doing. I'm I'm so excited about this game that you well, told me I about. So I wanted to give you an easy one to start with to give you some points well, and then try to steal it well, away. Why don't you? Do, but that's all right. I'll do, give you the hard one at do, the beginning. Do a little I'll reverse start you psychology. Out on the negative. You should do a little reverse psychology and make the easy ones worth seven hundred and the hard ones worth one hundred. That would be mind blowing. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, here it is. Uh, when Luther talks about this mark of the church, he quotes Ephesians 4.11 to defend his position. Quote, and gave some to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, teachers, and governors, etc. See, he's looking up Ephesians 4.11 aloud in this game. Yeah, this is what it says. The Ephesians 4.11 says, He gave some to be oh, apostles, that, prophets, evangelists, teachers, that the whole and, verse? Okay. teachers, and pastors. That's the whole verse that he quotes. Um, so what is... Oh, man. Uh, what What is the holy office? You're right. Fifth, the church is known outwardly by the fact that it consecrates or calls ministers or has offices which they apply, which they occupy. For we must have bishops, pastors, or preachers to give, administer, and use publicly and privately the four things or precious possessions that have been mentioned. See, this is this is uh, you got to be careful here because while on the one hand we want to affirm a holy office, uh, and uh, but but I, we make a distinction between I think having that as a mark of the church versus some kind of apostolic succession that 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 somehow the church is made because. We have a direct line of people that go all the way back to Peter, and then therefore Jesus. Uh, it's a different. It's a different thing. Mm-hmm. He, this is the point for Luther: is that it's not enough just to have the uh, 
the means of grace, they have to be administered. Interesting. That's going to be, it's great. Now, this is different than, it's what's, it, what's interesting about this little section here is this is, nor, this is different than the normal marks of the church. We normally talk about the two marks of the church or the three marks of the church, the gospel rightly preached mm-hmm. and the sacraments rightly administered. But Luther's definitely expanding on that idea in this, in this section. So you got 700 points. This is, man, this is not good. It's going to be hard for me to. Hold on. I, let me get my calculator. Get you. <laughs> because not only did I not only did I get seven hundred points, but I also got five hundred points for using the buzzword without you noticing. You did? Oh my goodness! Yeah, when when I named the category of which we're playing, I got the buzzword. Huh? <laughs> Weird. Who picked that buzzword? I I don't know if I've ever actually caught you using the buzzword because I just just in general and not paying attention. Okay. Ready for the next one? You All got right. something to say about that? Something uh, more? No, uh, I think that's good. Let's do uh, on the councils and the church for six hundred. Uh, this is the chief, first, and primary mark of the church. Uh, let me think of what a better. Uh, it, it, of which Luther speaks like this: It is the high chief holy possession from which the Christian people take the name holy, for this is holy and sanctifies everything it touches. Nay, it is the very holiness of God. Okay. I'm going to say that this one is either. Uh, can, I, can I do an either or? It's the same thing. But, okay, what is the gospel or what is the word of God? You're right. The word of God. What? How many points was that? 600. So that oh brings me goodness. to 1,800 Table Talk Radio points. Hmm. Math. Uh, first, the Christian holy people is to be known by this, that it has God's word, though it's quite on equal measure, as St. Paul says. Some have it altogether pure, others not entirely pure. Those who have it pure are called those who build on the foundation gold, silver, precious stones. Those who have it impure are they who build on hay, straw, wood on the foundation, yet will be saved through fire. Of these, more than enough has been said above. This is the main point. It's the high chief holy possession from which the Christian people take the name holy, for God's word is holy and sanctifies everything it touches. Nay, it's the very holiness of God, Romans one sixteen. so forth. Ah, oh, it's so good. I mean, th- this point that that God's word makes holy everything that it touches um, reminds us what what it is that we are about in the church. So that, uh, I mean, th- this is this is the the complete utter difference uh, of understanding what God's word is and does. If, if we see God's word to be the the B-I-B-L-E, the, the basic instructions before leaving earth. What we're doing Sunday morning when we come to church is we're, we're coming to, to hear someone read the instructions on how to use your DVD player, which is, I mean, exciting stuff, <laughs> you know? I mean, but, but, I mean so, so you go to church and you're hearing, look, this is what you got to do to live better. This is, you know, this and that. And, and you, you leave with marching orders and nothing else. Um, yep. You you, yep. you leave with with this uh, this burden of oh man I got I really got to make my life better because that's what the Bible is yep. telling me to do. But if if you understand that this word of God actually uh, uh, makes you holy because it is a, a, a effective word, it is an efficacious word, it's a powerful word, and so that I am now holy because I have received the word of God. Um, that that word was attached to water in which I was baptized. That that word mm-hmm. was attached to bread and wine in which I received the very body and blood of Christ. So that something holy, something sacred is going on Sunday morning when I uh, enter that church. 
Luther goes on to say, this is great, the Holy Spirit himself administers the word, anoints and sanctifies the church, the Christian people, the holy people with it, and not with the Pope's chrism, with which he anoints or sanctifies fingers, garbs, cloaks, cups, and stones. <laughs> These things never teach us to love, believe, and praise God and be godly. They only adorn the bag of worms, but afterwards they fall apart and decay with the chrism and whatever holiness was in it with the bag of worms itself. But this relic, the word of God, is the true relic, the true unction, which anoints to everlasting life, even though you can have no papal tiara or bishop's mitre, but have to live and die bare and naked of body as children, and all of us are baptized naked without adornment. And this, this is great. So he says, do you want to clean up the bag of worms? Go ahead. You know, you want to be, you want to have a, th a theology that covers up the bag of worms, in other words, your mortal body? Then go ahead. But we have something better. Mm. And then... How about this? We speak, however, of the external word orally preached by men like you and me. For Christ left this behind as his outward sign, whereby his church, his Christian holy people in the world are to be recognized. We speak, too, of this oral word as it is earnestly believed and publicly confessed before the world, as he says, He that confesses me before men, I will confess before my Father and his angels. For there are many who know it secretly, but will not confess it. Many have it and do not believe it. Or act by it. For those who believe in it and act by it are few, as the parable of the seed tells us. Three parts of the field get it and have it, but only the fourth part, the fine good field, brings forth fruit with patience. So, so it's the preached word. It's not just the that you have a Bible on the shelf, but that you have the Bible preached and confessed before the world. That's what this is talking about. Yeah, that's good stuff. Uh, okay, let's do another one. I'll do on the councils and the church for five hundred. Okay. Let's see. I like how we just thought uh, of this game, or we you just thought of this game in the first segment, and it's going to be taking up most of the show. Like that, this game this, is this the is awesomest of games. Literally, how show prep goes on this show. I mean, it's just hey, squirrel, let's do this. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> this is the best. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. How would this? Um, this mark of the church. When it's rightly administered according to Christ's institution and believed and received is a public mark and precious holy possession bequeathed by Christ, whereby his people are made holy. I don't know if that's enough to actually give it to you, but I'm just going to give you that clue and see if you Whoa. hopefully miss Let's one. Let's just make it more abstract to make it harder. Okay. Um, well, in such a vague description, I'm going to guess... What is baptism? Ah, that's a great guess. How many did you guess on this, 500? Yeah. Wrong. This is talking about the supper. Ugh. I mean, you could it could have been neither one. <laughs> yes. Uh, the, it, Luther goes on to say, By means of this sacrament, it exercises <laughs> itself in faith and openly confesses that it is a Christian people, as it does also by means of the word of God and baptism. Here again, you need not ask whether the Pope says mass for you or not, consecrates confirms you or anoints you or puts a chasuble on you you can receive the mass with no clothing at all <laughs> outward decency compels us to wearing of decent and honorable clothes. you can tell luther's an old man in this can't you he's talking about being sick in bed naked <laughs> uh let's see where the sacrament is administered with right usage be sure that god's people is there as was said above about the word, where God's word is, there must be the church. So where baptism is and the sacrament are, there must God's people be, and vice versa. For these holy things, no one has, gives, practices, uses, or confesses except God's holy people, even though some false and unbelieving Christians are secretly among them, etc., etc. 
It's fantastic. All right. Brilliant. Well, we're going to take a break while I count my 1,300 Table Talk radio points. And then we're going to see what others I can cash in on. Still got four more four more guesses, four more questions. And uh, I don't know. Let's see. Since I already guessed baptism, that's got to be in there somewhere. I don't know what else there is there would be on here. So I got to figure that out. We'll be right back. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. shouldn't listen to table talk radio reverse psychology or is it hey daily devotions for your family around the word is found at what does this mean.org And we're back on Table Talk Radio, playing the game uh, Table Talk Jeopardy with On the Councils and the Church by Luther on the Marks of the Church. All right, Pastor Wolfmuller, I have 1,300 Table Talk Radio points, and I'm going to go for 400 more. Okay, let's see if I can work you down slowly. Hmm. How do I say this one? This Mark of the Church... Hmm, how do I, let me just find a quote from Luther. Ah, that's not going to do it. What were you doing during the break? I wonder how this is. Well, I was just reading this, I was reading this other part where he's talking about how they misinterpret St. Augustine. It was great. Uh, Hmm. Sorry to catch you unawares and asking the next question. Yeah, what are we doing on the show? Uh, Okay, Uh, 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 this second to last mark of the church is demonstrated on Sunday publicly and in other times whenever the Christians gather together not only to hear the word of God but also to do this hmm. uh, okay so I was I was leaning towards uh, preaching when you were talking about gathering Sunday morning and other times because there's other times in which the church gathers to hear God's Preaching. Ooh, it could be here, or it could be. I was going to also maybe venture a guess on confessing God's word so that we hear it and then we confess it. So that the word that God gives us to hear is the word He gives us for our mouths to speak, as we do in the liturgy, creeds, hymns, etc. Um, but I think uh, I think it'll be hearing. So what is hearing God's word? No, Ow. wrong. This is this is great. This is now. This is tough. We're in the tough stuff here. So part six is six. The holy Christian people is known by prayer, and public thanksgiving and praise to God. Hmm. Where you see and hear that the Lord's prayer is prayed and the use of it is taught, where psalms or spiritual songs are sung in accordance with the Word of God, and the right faith, when the creed, the Ten Commandments, and the Catechism are openly used, there be sure that a holy Christian people is. For prayer too is one of the precious holy possessions, whereby everything is made holy, as Saint Paul says. Thus, the psalms also are nothing but prayers in which praise, thanks, and honor are rendered to God, and the creed and Ten Commandments of God's Word, too, are all holy possessions, whereby the Holy Ghost makes holy the holy people of Christ. 
We speak, however, of prayers and songs that can be understood, from which it is possible to learn, and whereby men may amend their lives. For the noise made by monks and nuns and priests are not prayers and praises to God. They do not understand it and learn nothing from it. They do not like hard labor for the belly's sake, and seek thereby no improvement of life, no progress in holiness, no doing of God's will. The babbling of the canonical hours doesn't count, says Luther. See that? Mm. Yeah, yeah, no. Prayer and Thanksgiving. Interesting, isn't that interesting? Fantastic. Yeah, that's good. I mean, it it does make sense, right, when you think about it, that you think of the exclusive, uh, those exclusive things of the church that, um, so like uh, Holy Baptism, as it's rightly administered, or the Lord's Supper as it's rightly administered, is only going to be found in the church. Like, that's one of the things the church is exclusive uh has exclusively is is the sacraments for it. So um, Christians also would have something unique that is uh, that they would have the monopoly on, and that is prayer. I mean, this is kind of the point that we make with with intercessory prayer, right? So that you have coworkers who may be uh, Muslim or atheists or Jews or whatever, and uh, they don't uh, have a God to approach because we. The God does not hear the prayers except for those uh, done in faith, uh, faith in Christ. That Jesus is the one intercessor between us and God. So, uh, so that we should pray for our our coworkers, the Muslims, the atheists, and the whatevers, because uh, they don't have prayer. Cri- prayer is exclusive to Christians, um, and so it, that, I mean, it, when you when you when you talk it out, it, it makes sense that this would be a mark of the church. Yeah. It does. I mean, because you can't. And and he and Luther pulls on that text from Saint Paul, uh, where he says everything is sanctified or made holy by the word of God and prayer. So that's going to be his chief biblical text. We have the word of God and we have prayer that flows from the word of God, and it's a sanctifying thing. So if you want holy people from the Holy Spirit's work, that's where you find them. Indeed. All right. Let's take another swing with three hundred points. Okay. This final mark of the church is described thusly. The church must endure all hardship and persecution, all kinds of temptation and evil, as the Lord's Prayer says, from devil, world, and flesh. It must be inwardly sad, timid, terrified, outwardly poor, despised, sick, weak. Thus it becomes like its head, Christ. (laughs) Wow. Hmm. And then Luther goes on to say after a couple paragraphs, with this holy possession... The Holy Ghost makes this people not only holy, but blessed. Hmm. Well, the, the what what it makes me think of, but I don't think it's the correct answer because you used it in that thing, and I noticed you wanted to avoid using the word sacrament when I guessed uh, baptism it was actually the Lord's Supper. Um, but I'm thinking that it might be uh, like persecution. Oh no no no! I know what it is. I know what it is now. Uh, the, this mark is the mark of suffering. Oh, let me see. What is the guy's the rule keeper? The parliamentarian. I think, I think I'm going to count it. The parliamentarian. The guy on <laughs> Jeopardy, he's off to the side to see if he's... I think... Um, but did you ask that in the form of a question? Yes, I did. I, what I said was, uh, what is suffering? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Okay. <laughs> Seventh, the Holy Christian Church is outwardly known by the holy possession of the Holy Cross. Okay. I'll call, I'm will call. i going to give it to you. Yeah. I'm going to give it to you. Was that 300? Yeah, yeah 300. I'm up to 1,200 now. you back up to 1,200. 
the the possession of the Holy Cross. This is a great it must point, be though. endure hardship, persecution, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I mean, th- this is what the Christian life is marked by. That is suffering. I mean, this idea that. I mean, especially, I mean, you could go crazy and look at the Joel Osteens of the world and say, you know, it's the prosperity gospel type stuff. Just have a positive mental attitude and everything's going to be fine. And if you don't, then bad things are going to happen. If you do, good thing, God's going to bless you if you would only let him with your positive attitude. It's just nonsense. All of that's nonsense. Um, but our Lord Jesus would uh, promise to us that uh, our life in the, in the Christian realm will be marked by suffering, but it comes with a promise. It comes to the promise that mm-hmm. uh, the Lord will never leave us nor forsake us. That that, that no matter the suffering that we endure in this life, uh, that that, uh, that that He has delivered us from the devil's grasp. And the reason then our life is marked by suffering is because we are baptized into Christ. I mean, Jesus said, "They hate you because they first hated me." So, uh, or He also says that this is this is also my favorite that the that the what is it the the, the the student is not above the teacher, or the disciple right. is not the slave is not above the master. So, look, it, it it can't be that Jesus would be crucified because of the opposition to the truth from this world, but then we come along with Jesus's truth and say, "I got this. I think I can, I can position myself just right, so I won't be persecuted." Jesus didn't have the the fun the feng shui that I did. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who do we think we are? Of course we're going to be That's persecuted. Right. Who do we think we are? Uh, Luther quotes Matthew 5, Blessed are ye when men curse you and reject your name as an evil, wicked thing for my sake. Be glad and rejoice. For your reward is great in heaven, and that's when when Luther says, "With this holy possession, the Holy Ghost makes this people not only holy but blessed, so that he he not only sanctifies us through suffering, he blesses us through suffering." That is an amazing thing. I've been thinking about this quite a bit. Remember the parable of the sower, where the seed goes among the rocks, and it grows up quickly, but the sun comes out, and because the root's not deep enough, it withers. And this is what Jesus is talking. Those who um, who it, during times of persecution fall away from the faith. And 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 we normally think, well, look, they fell away from the faith. Why? Because the sun came out. But the plants need this. The sun is good for the plants. The sun is not the problem. The problem, Jesus says, the problem is what you can't see. It's the root. So that when people fall away during times of suffering, the problem is not the persecution, the suffering, or the tribulation. The problem is the root. Hmm. The roots haven't dug deep enough. So we're we're busy trying to we're busy trying to answer the problem of suffering, while Jesus says it's a problem of maturity. Hmm. <laughs> see, the way you address the problem of suffering is by digging your roots down deep into the into the pure river of God's word. Yeah, good stuff. All right, we probably have time for one more, and I'll do on the councils in the church for 200. Uh, this fourth mark of the church is uh, drawn from Matthew 18, 15, which says, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and so forth. Uh, what is uh, excommunication or what is church discipline? Yes. what The people of God or holy Christians are known by the keys which they publicly use. Ah, good. Uh, Christ decrees in Matthew eighteen fifteen that if a Christian sins, he shall be rebuked. If he does not amend his ways, he shall be bound and cast out. But if he amends, he shall be set free. This is the power of the keys. Now, the use of the keys is twofold, public and private, etc., etc. 
Yeah, this is good. And and I, I've come to the point in in my church where we when we bring when someone wants to join membership, be it through transfer or adult instruction or however, I say, you know, becoming a church is you asking this church to exercise oversight over your spiritual care. So that if if you're if you fall into some kind of a sin, you want us to rebuke you for it. We, you want us to come and say you need to repent of this. And if if you're not willing to to submit yourself to that kind of spiritual care, then it's best if you don't join. It's, mm-hmm. it's what I learned from the church growth gurus. <laughs> that sounds sounds like good advice. <laughs> uh, what have I got myself into here? All right, there's 100 more points to be had in this game till I become victorious over Pastor Wolfmiller, who has no opportunity to get points at all. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. Game's rigged. Bop, 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 bop. No heretics were harmed in the making of this show. Well, physically harmed. So I've kicked up the Wolfmuller One YouTube channel, and I was talking to Daniel, my expert YouTube advisor, about it, who said, Dad, your stuff is really bad. I know, Daniel, I know. But look, I have 4,006 uh, for watch time. And to monetize on YouTube, you got to have 4,000 hours. And I, I look, I said, look, 4,006. And Daniel says, Dad, you have 4,006 minutes, not hours. <laughs> anyway, if you want to see what we're up to over on YouTube, you can visit YouTube, search for Wolfmuller. Wolfmuller1 is the channel name. See you there. That's my victory song. It is? Welcome back to Table Talk. Hey, don't play the victory song before. <laughs> In case I lose happens. 100 points out of my 1,400. Ah, all right. So, what do you do with all these points? We're talking about the march of the church from Luther, according to uh, on the councils and the church written in 15 something. 15. 39. 39. Uh, so I'll go for 100, please, Alex. Oh, that's the daily double. <laughs> How much would you like to wager? 1,400. <laughs> all right. Putting it all on the line. That's what I love. Here's your what, what clue. Is, what is baptism? No, go ahead. Go ahead, please. Uh, here are all, uh, this. The following is a list of all of the seven marks of the church in order. <laughs> in order <laughs> now if you've been paying attention you've you've done this already well, you have know, it all i don't know the order <laughs> i've been telling you <laughs> oh yeah right. i have been <laughs> yeah oh that's, that's all right let's have it <laughs> all right See, the, the problem is that, that you've been getting them out of order, but it's fine. Don't worry. I'll get it. <laughs> what is the Word of God, Holy Baptism, the Lord's Supper, uh, Office of the Keys, the Cross, Prayer and Thanksgiving, uh, and the Holy Office? I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, you were so close. 
<laughs> you got a, You just switched two, the cross and the office. Uh, so number one, word of God, two baptism, three supper, four keys, five office, six prayer and thanksgiving, seven cross. That was really close. But but really close and at the same time wrong, bringing you to zero points. Man, that really bothers me. Because <laughs> I know these points are really important and valuable. So, but you did make the right, you did, the, even though we had not done the second clue, it was in there, baptism is the second mark of the church, which is... Uh, right, so I should hear what Luther says about baptism over here somewhere. Uh, second, God's holy people or Christian holy people is known by the holy sacrament of baptism when it is rightly taught and believed and used according to Christ's ordinance. That, too, is a public sign and precious holy possession whereby God's people is is made holy, for it is a holy bath of regeneration through the Holy Ghost in which we bathe and are washed by the Holy Ghost from sin and death as in the innocent holy blood of the Lamb of God. Where you see this mark, know that the holy Christian people must be there, even though the Pope does not baptize you, or even if you know nothing about his holiness and power. <laughs> so when we talk about the marks of the church, you mentioned that we usually have the two or three, and then Luther brings up the seven. Um, th th this isn't so much—it's kind of like when we talk about um, how many sacraments there are, um, that this is kind of used for, for teaching purposes— and so the Bible doesn't actually say the definition of a sacrament. And so we, we, we approach this as a way to kind of group things together for teaching purposes. But depending on how you look at a sacrament, you could maybe have two or three or four or something like that. Uh, same, same thing with the, the marks of the church. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Luther's really saying, what are the holy things? Mm. What are the holy things that make us holy? So we have holy, the, God's, the holy scriptures, the holy word, the holy baptism, the holy supper. The holy absolution, the holy office, uh, the, 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 this is the way that God is giving us his, his holy, this is the way he sanctifies us. So if, if we want to have the holy Christian church, then, we, then it has to be set apart by those particularly holy things. And so here's the seven holy possessions. It's, it's, it's actually really quite, quite wonderful. And, and to, to be able to think about it, in our own lives and to say, what, what are the things that we have that are truly precious and, and holy? What are those things? And, and here that it's given to us. Um, it's, it's, it's just great. Ah, very good. All right. Well, I didn't come away with any points, but I almost came away with points. All right. Let's look at some of this other stuff. Uh, oh, uh, do you want great. to take this email on? Um... By the way, if people, if people want to get this, they can download it again for free on the Council on the Churches. You can find it at wolfmuller.co. Hit, hit the Books tab or something like that, and it should be up there. And you should be able to see this if it doesn't come up. And uh, and read those last 50 pages. It's just glorious. Yeah, glorious. sounds like good stuff. All right, there's an email on the Cult of Pure Doctrine. What's that about? Oh, yeah. Remember the Cult of Pure Doctrine? <laughs> I, every time I remember the cult of pure doctrine thing, it makes me laugh because how that started was we were, I was walking around some district thing and uh, and some some guys were some pastors were up there trying to make things orthodox and some <laughs> other guys were upset about it and they were walking along and I just I was like walking beside them or walking past them or something and the guy says this place is like the convention of the cult of pure doctrine. <laughs> <laughs> he was insulting us, and I said, "Cult of Pure Doctrine." I got that. That's mine. I copyright that. 
Copyright trademark, cult of pure doctrine. So then we started chapters of the cult of pure doctrine, which is <laughs> I can't even remember how to how that's supposed to happen. I remember, okay, but I got so this email. You you, uh, you had to have a ridiculous rule or something like that. Um, there were certain criteria for the cult. Yeah, there of were criteria. I can't remember what they were. I wrote them on a napkin one time. I think you had to subscribe to the Book of Concord, and you had to have one other stupid rule, and you had to submit your you had to submit your chapter applications to Table Talk Radio Home Office. That's right. Thus, we have this email from Stanley from Australia, who writes, "Dear Table Talk Radio hosts, oh by the way." Our guys down in Australia, they didn't go for the women pastors a couple weeks ago. You know, was it close? Was it? It was like uh, 30 votes short, which is better than last time. It was 13 votes short last time. Wow. So maybe the tide is turned down there. Thank you for they that. They did update. all sorts of. Re- yeah, you're welcome. Uh, some other goofy stuff, but at least they didn't do that. That would have been a big one. Stanley writes Dear Table Talk. Radio hosts. My wife, a few friends, and myself are trying to start a new college group on our campus where we'll go through various Lutheran books. I'd suggest, by the way, on the councils and the churches. Wink, wink. <laughs> Invite local pastors to speak and go on confessional road trips to awesome events. There's a student group already at the LCMSU parish, but there are a lot of problems going on there, like open communion. Uh-oh. Many LCMS students either find the Lutheran church we attend off campus, go to a different denomination, stop attending altogether. We want to form a group where students have a chance to learn about the historic Orthodox Christian faith. In order to get approval from the university, we probably can't officially call the group Cult of Pure Doctrine. (laughs) But you can try. The worst they can tell you is no. (laughs) Go go to the campus group. Yeah, what's the name of your group? Cult of Pure (laughs) Doctrine. Oh, it's worth a shot. <laughs> Meanwhile, there's actual cults that are approved just fine. We just want it in the name. It's disallowed. I think it's like the, the student advisory board looking over the applications. Like, uh, next on the agenda is the approval of the cult of pure doc. What the? <laughs> Uh, no, that, that's right after right right after approving the minutes for the acceptance of the club of Wicca. That's allowed, I know. but anyway. That's right. Uh, Confessional Lutheran Fellowship is what we're thinking, but we'd love to be recognized as the University of Alabama chapter of the Cult of Pure Doctrine, mm. secretly. How does the approval process work for this? I'm not exactly sure. I, In fact, I approve. Do you approve? Well, I think first what they have to do is go through a one-hour waiting period. Has that been... Um has that been sure. completed? Yeah, this this yeah. email came in August second, two thousand and sixteen. So yeah, okay. So you've met all the criteria. <laughs> Sheesh. We were backlogged here. You know, we meanwhile, got a lot of paperwork. Too, meanwhile, in the Stanley cult of has graduated and got his doctorate. <laughs> Who knows if the school even exists anymore? That's fantastic. Also, does Pastor Wolfmuller plan on making an awesome group study resource like Pastor Fisk has for his book? Check it out. Grope Broken. Challenge. Fisk has discussion questions, videos about each chapter. We plan on using Pastor Wolfmuller's book in the future, but we're going through Pastor Fisk's book first due to all these super awesome resources. I think. I'd love to be. I'd love it if y'all had helpful ideas how to get a college group going that you could discuss on the show. Uh, or discuss this to talk to an episode where you do discuss it. None of us have any experience with this sort of thing. Thanks for all the mediocre work y'all do. 
Stanley. I didn't know they say y'all <laughs> in Australia. Is that Alabama, Australia? Y'all. Oh, yeah, Alabama, Australia. <laughs> well, first Stanley of all, I, I do Alabama, think... Alabama, Australia. I do think you, that maybe you should reach out to Marcus Zill at LCMS. Now, he's the one that heads up the LCMSU, which I realize um, have some problems in your area. However, uh, Marcus Zill would be um, confessionally minded in, in wanting to uh, f- provide resources to you. So so if, if the particular opportunity that is afforded to you is not something that you can participate in, still reach out to Marcus Zill at LCMS, and I'm sure he can help you out get some resources off to you. Right. The other th- There's two things that uh, go to make a good R- campus ministry. Real quick, Pastor. Number one, you got you got to be serious about the doctrine. You cannot mess around. These kids are doing serious work in their minds with ideas and stuff. So you got to be serious about the doctrine. And number two, you should have as much free food as possible. Those put those two things together. Bam! Campus ministry. There it is. All right, that's it for the two us. Two marks of the campus ministry, <laughs> plus the Holy Cross. Thanks for listening to this edition Holy of Table Talk Radio. Where there's no points at all. Oh, glory. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this edition what, of Table Talk Radio. What a Table Talk Radio roller coaster of everyone. points Please you've consult been your on. pastor before listening to Table Talk Radio. Side effects may include nausea, vomiting, headache, heartburn, hair loss, hallucinations, and aversion to incomplete sentences. I don't sentences, remember what it was. Imagery, psychosis, coma, death, halitosis, lung cancer, brain tumor, Apology? Pain, internal bleeding. I'm sorry I didn't get the buzz. craving to smell your backseat, claustrophobia, an uncontrollable urge to fight the capitalists on Twitter, and falling off your treadmill. For more information, visit I'm sorry you guys made it to the end of the show.